ਸਸਰਕਾਲ ਨਮਸਤੇ ਆਦਾਬ ਐਂਡ ਵੈਲਕਮ ਬੈਕ ਟੂ ਦ ਲਾਸਟ ਐਪੀਸੋਡ ਆਫ ਸੀਜ਼ਨ 1ਸ ਪੋਡਕਾਸਟ ਔਨ ਦ ਮਾਈਂਡਫੁਲਨੈਸ ਆਫ ਯੋਗਨੀ ਪੋਡਕਾਸਟ ਆਈ ਐਮ ਯੋਰ ਹੋਸਟ ਐਂਡ ਪੋਡਕਾਸਟ ਪ੍ਰੋਡਿਊਸਰ ਆਰਤੀ ਕੋਕਰੇਜਾ ਐਂਡ ਟੂਡੇ ਆਈ ਵਾਂਟ ਟੂ ਡਿਸਕਸ ਹਾਊ ਵੀ ਕੈਨ ਲਿਵ a mindful yet sustainable life so i'm going to share my daily routine of that with you a while ago i had made a reel about my daily routine and it seemed to have gone viral a lot of people messaged me and in fact some even asked me for some alternatives and i did a part 2 as well but i want to share today in extreme detail what my routine is like Now the first thing I want to tell everybody is everyone should add edit or delete anything that they do not like that does not work for them or that does not align with their goals. It can also be that you don't have time to do all of it and you could do it maybe every alternative day or maybe twice a week and that's perfectly fine. The idea of sharing my daily routine with you is that I truly believe that this is the reason I am the best version of who I can be every single day. It has taken me though a lot of research, a lot of reading, listening, a lot of experimenting, a lot of redoing, coming back to changing, upgrading, uh editing this routine to come to this routine largely and i do follow this every single day i do give myself a break uh of once in a few days from one or two activities if i genuinely am not feeling like doing it because i do listen to myself as well autopilot repetition of a habit is not as valuable as doing it with full intention and presence so i do not um hold myself hard up against it i do let it go because the next day then i'm itching and aching to do it more so let me explain my daily routine to you and i really hope that you could take away at least one if not uh a few a uh, valuable um routine habits or um mindful living um practices that might help you to so while you might think i will start my daily routine from the morning actually i feel like the most important thing that i do and the most important part of my routine is at night so a couple of hours before i sleep i switch off my internet i put my phone on dnd i darken my screen and i let my phone charge in the corner so that when i wake up the next morning i The first thing I do is not look at my phone, but I have a LED clock so that I can see what the time is even if it's really dark. 
and I wake up pretty much on schedule without an alarm but if you need one you can get one the only thing is that try and get an actual physical clock as an alarm and not your phone because the blue light that hits your eyes the first thing when you wake up is extremely unhealthy for your eyes so I look at the clock I wake up and the first thing that I genuinely do is I hug myself I have this smile on my face because I've been doing it for so many years and every day I build a deeper love and connection with myself and I tell myself that I love myself and that today is going to be an amazing day. And while I'm in bed itself, I start doing a gratitude session. While I'm doing some mobility stretches uh, of my arms or my uh, or of my hip or any kind of mobility stretches that you would like to do while you're in bed. My gratitude session lasts for three to six minutes where I state five things that I'm grateful for the previous day and five things that I'm grateful for every day. So let's, for example, let's say it's this morning and I will talk about uh, my day. So I would say something like, I am so grateful that the World Test Championship has started and I am uh, seeing the cricket match. Um, the second thing that I'm grateful for is although my dog had a horrible rash this morning, he seemed to be 70% better today, so I'm so grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful that I got a call about a potential podcast uh, that I could be a host on internationally uh, yesterday. I'm grateful that I, um, you know, got to uh, see the sunset. Uh, yesterday it was so beautiful. I'm grateful that I did a kick-ass eight-kilometer run, uh, you know, uh, well within time. In fact, I think I broke my record by a few seconds. Um, and I'm grateful that I had really delicious homemade sautéed grilled veggies for dinner. So, you know, anything at all that you were grateful for the previous day, you could say that. And then I say five things that I'm grateful for pretty much largely that continue to uh, exist in my life, I would say very miraculously, but they do. So the first would be, I'm really grateful for my parents and how supporting and loving they are and how accepting they are of me. The second thing is usually my dog. I think he's the one creature that doesn't care whether I'm rich or poor, angry or sad, whether I'm, um, you know, spending time with him or not, whether I'm busy or traveling, he just absolutely accepts me the way that I am and is just ready to love me whenever he can. So um, I'm very grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for the fact that I have a business in this niche industry of international education. I've been able to sustain it profitably for the past eight years and touch wood, I've uh, created such a beautiful industry network because of it and a lot of people uh, uh, come to me uh, to give me additional work so many times. I'm grateful that I started a Wanderlust with Yogini which is my travel blog. I'm grateful for this podcast and all the beautiful things that it has brought me and every single day I have a minimum of five and a maximum of 50 listeners which is a lot for somebody who just started it a few months ago on the basis of it being my passion. 
um, I'm grateful for my physical, mental, emotional health, stability and growth every single day in these aspects. Um, I'm grateful that I'm alive, I have a home, I have a, uh, you know, um, a routine that I uh, am really passionate about and I very joyfully execute every day or almost every day. So, you know, whatever it is that makes you grateful, um, which is uh, around uh, more or less regardless of the day-to-day -day changes or the day-to-day -day dynamics of our life. Um, then I get out of bed, I go into the bathroom. Now my bathroom mirror has 50 affirmations and the same affirmations are also stuck in front of my toilet. Now you do not have to do 50 affirmations. Obviously, you could just do 10 and those 10 could be and should be customized to you. So for example, if you are lacking confidence, then you should say, I am confident. If you are lacking patience, then you would say, I am patient. If you are feeling stuck financially, you could say, I am um, financially abundant or financially stable and self-sufficient and independent. And the idea of saying these affirmations is to truly believe them. Um, they must be absolute truths. You should say them starting with I am as much as possible. And you should also keep upgrading, editing, changing, reviewing them as and when you are growing as well. Right? So um, I always say them with extreme conviction. And you don't just have to say positive things. You could also say that I am dispelling destructive doubt and fear. I am walking away from uh, negative influences such as sex, drugs, people, alcohol, browsing, internet, socials, whatever that might be. So you can say those things as well. But since we are not a thing, but a process, and we are always becoming a better version, we're always becoming something more, something else, something different, it's good to keep telling yourself, I am doing this, I am becoming this, I am compassionate, so that you can become it and over time, ideally 21 days of doing this, it will be a beautiful habit that you have. And in fact, I've done a lot of experiments with affirmations because I was quite the non-believer. But I realized that especially patients, which I don't have too much, and many a times I can be impatient and compulsive. But I am patient is something I said for 40 days every single day. And it's really helped me take a moment before I say something or react something or do something. And I can genuinely feel that that's been the hugest change with affirmations for me. Now, after I do my affirmations, I draw out my curtains and I let the sunlight come into my room and I just stand and I stare at nature in awe for 10-15 seconds. Then I step out of my room and I go and sit in the shade with my dog and I cuddle with him and I rub his belly uh, which releases cortisol and reduces stress and it also produces oxytocin which, is, which helps producing bonds. 
and then um, and also since I'm sitting in the shade of the sun I receive vitamin D and all the benefits uh, that sunlight brings which is um, you know providing a, a, your, a better eyesight reducing blood pressure reducing um, uh, sugar levels or unhealthy sugar levels in your body and there are so many more it also helps circulate blood much better after I do that I go and meditate now in the meditation episode uh, I had dis I had not gone into the types of meditations that there were because there's enough literature about it and I'm totally okay with people um, uh, not following the meditation types that I'm recommending in this podcast but I have experimented with so many different types of meditations I listen to so many different people who have been practicing meditation for decades and done a lot of research study on them and also had two meditation gurus um, a couple uh, a year ago so these are the ones that really work for me and they've also brought meaning to my life and I the first thing that I do before I actually start meditating is set an intention so I do a check with myself as to how I'm feeling let's say the previous day I was anxious about a conversation that I had and I was finding it very hard to let go then I would do the six seven eight meditation which is inhale six hold seven and exhale eight and although I've been doing this meditation for many years I seem to have figured out that for me what six seven eight actually means is that take in as little as possible sustain it for a moment more so you can genuinely reflect upon it and exhale more than you've hold on to so that you can let go and that meditation really works for me and it brings a lot of meaning to my life whether it's physically which means eat less take more time to digest your food and excrete or burn more you know and it's, it's exactly the same thing mentally and emotionally as well mentally it's take in knowledge seven it's analyze it by yourself a little more than you're just reading and consuming it and also let go of it and be open to poking holes and asking questions even about that and always be ready to be to learn something else from a completely different perspective and don't sit with just any one kind of knowledge or information and even emotionally that's what it means to me that if somebody says something to me listen to them think about why they're doing it uh, for one more moment than uh, how much you listened and let go more than they have even said so that you can be compassionate towards them and you uh, you can understand that whatever they said uh, they said it because perhaps they were coming from a certain space themselves if I think that I want to have a very balanced day then I do the four 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 meditation which is also called the box meditation which is inhale four hold four exhale four hold four now this is a perfect example for people who 
are living a little bit in extremities or maybe they are even having some kind of anxiety or anxious feelings and perhaps even unfortunately a panic attack and the reason this really helps you bring bring yourself back to balance is take how much ever you take from the world you hold it in for exactly that much time you let it go in exactly that much quantity and you you live without it for exactly that much time as well so for me the meditations actually have that meaning and i have um you know come upon these epiphanies or enlightenments or whatever you want to call them while doing these meditations and that's why they are so much more valuable to me The other meditation that I do is called the Infinity Meditation. This was a very unique meditation taught to me by my guru, um, which is make a cross with your neck. So, um, sit straight and uh, keep your head straight, and with take one inhale and one exhale and move a centimeter to your left. and with every inhale and exhale move a centimeter to your left until you reach the extreme left that your neck can pivot and then bring it back to the center then move it to the right and bring it back to the center then move it up and bring it back to the center and move it down and bring it back to the center now the beauty of this meditation and as he taught it to me is that if you get so lost in this meditation that you actually don't realize how many breaths you have taken before you've moved another centimeter and that's why it's also called the infinity meditation i remember after a few weeks of doing it i was doing it for an hour and a half and i have never meditated more than 25 minutes in my life but that's because this meditation had a very beautiful little movement of ikigai like one movement per breath one centimeter one millimeter per breath and you get extremely lost in the beauty and experiential uh, feeling of the consciousness of your mind when you're doing this so sometimes i do the infinity meditation i also follow sam harris very um uh profoundly and uh he has a app called the waking up app which i have and i've done the 30 day course of meditation and i listen to a daily meditation from him his daily meditation is also coupled by a life learning lesson afterward or before that you can listen to it as well so um his meditations are uh extremely gradually increase uh, uh teaching you the four to five different skill sets you need to be able to uh, live without meditating at all but live mindfully each moment of your life so this is something i would also recommend to people to try his meditations include um eyes closed eyes open walking um you know flame meditation um open awareness meditation non judgmental meditation and so many different types of meditations that i highly recommend sometimes when i feel like there's a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings going on within me i then do something called the observational meditation in just my regular breath whatever that might be however heavy or deep or shallow or fast it might be i just sit in an upright position 
um, and I simply allow my mind to exhibit or to make me aware of all the thoughts and feelings that it's thinking. And the only thing that I do is acknowledge it without judgment and let it go. I don't try to think another thought about it, neither do I hold on to that thought. And it's extremely difficult and believe me, it's taken me years not to um, get carried away in those thoughts like in a few minutes itself even after three years of doing it. So it is extremely difficult but it's a very wonderful way of connecting to yourself because you're really understanding what are you thinking? What are you feeling right now? And in this meditation, several times I have cried and sobbed. I've been angry. I've been extremely happy. I've been shocked. I've been enlightened. I've been confused. So I've had a range of different emotions because I'm really allowing myself to think and experience everything that is really going on inside me. I also do something that I like to call the analytical meditation. Now, I don't know what it's called, um, uh, you know, uh, what the terminology scientifically or philosophically that it exists, but I call it analytical meditation when I am able to uh, reach a really good calm space with my breathing and very focused attention with my breathing and I feel like there's something that is a moral or an ethical or a um, dilemma that I'm facing with somebody or even just an inner conflict with myself, I then analyze that in my most calmest um, state of mind. Uh, so I go through the thoughts as if I'm the third person and then I just allow myself to uh, exhibit or present uh, both sides of the story and try and make sense of which one uh, more I represents me and aligns with who I really am. Um, I also do the bell meditation. Now for most starters in the world, I'm sure you all have heard about this meditation. The bell meditation is for people who are uh, just starting out to meditate and they get easily carried away too much of their thoughts. So. At, at very random intervals, there is, you can get a, um, the meditation on any YouTube app or even on any Spotify, Apple podcast apps as well, where there is a sound of a bell at random given times and the quality of the bell, the volume of the bell and the, the timing of the bell varies every time. So what that is, is every time you hear the bell, you are supposed to come back to focusing on your breath. And so that's something that I do when I'm very distracted and I know that it's going to be a day that I really need to put my head down and focus without thinking about anything else. Another meditation that I do that has really helped me cut through the illusion that the self is or the awareness of how non-existent I, the person am, is the flame meditation. Now, uh, there are many ways of doing the flame meditation, but I recommend um, keeping your eyes open to simply visualize, imagine, manifest, whatever you want to call it, a flame in front of you. There is no flame, there is no fire, there is no candle, but just imagine it. What will happen is it will 
for some people who are extremely good with spatial or imagine creative imagining they'll immediately see your flame for some people it might appear and then disappear for some people it might appear after many seconds very vaguely some people it might sustain itself some people it might um keep coming and going but over time you can see a flame or a, and a candle's flame that is absolutely not there for a considerable amount of time for you to have a deep realization that we can actually just manifest whatever we want and see the outside world exactly the way that we want to and what we know as truth is merely relative truth on the basis of our eyes which have a scientifically proven blind spot so um i do the flame meditation and i do a bunch of other meditations um but i think um the two three people that i would really recommend uh people to follow when it comes to the meditation practices that i really enjoy first one definitely is like i said sam harris and uh from the waking up app or even on youtube he's got a few meditations the the uh actually the 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 science behind and the value the meaning behind meditation was taught to me by this book called the heart of meditation which is originally written by the dalai lama and it's been translated by jeffrey hopkins now i have to say that this book is extremely difficult to decode because it has such nuanced and high-ended vocabulary but and i think every three words i was looking up the internet and googling what does this word mean but i can tell you for a fact that the third time i read it uh, i have at least understood it 20% which has added great value to my life behind understanding not just the various ways of meditation but why we need to practice different kinds of meditations um for example why do we sit in a certain mudra pose stance um what each meditation represents what what different types of breaths and different types of meditations recommend and the last one which i think a lot of people i know do is the kriya meditation which satguru um you know leads and i think it's on youtube uh, that's also a very brilliant meditation if you are a scatterbrain or if you really been taken over by the chatter mind the monkey mind i also recommend that one After I do a meditation which is usually anywhere between 10 to 25 minutes I sit in the exact same position and I do a visualization or a manifestation session Now uh I was doing manifestation uh like I understood it the best which was from the secret like most of us know about um but lately I have been exploring different types of meditation such as the 555 technique the 777 technique and i have also been following huberman's visualization techniques which is visualize in as much detail as possible for 45 seconds and take a 15 second rest break and then go back to it again and do this seven times 
uh, and I think that visualization also really helps me and uh, I do two types of meditation uh, manifestations one is about my day and how I want it to be going forward and one is about my life uh, in the given future and the few things that I can say about manifestation although I've done an episode and you can listen to it after this one if you haven't already it's you need to manifest with as much detailing as possible um, and you need to while you are imagining it behave and act and think and feel like it's already in front of you and you need to express that state of mind that emotion that physical bodily sensation that you already have so for example if you really want to go to Beyonce's concert which seems to be uh, you know the most difficult concert to ever get tickets to and I think it's one of the most difficult things to accomplish in your life because the moment the tickets come out in less than zero point some four six seconds four six a minute or something like that it had been sold out globally but um, if you want to visualize the Beyonce's uh, that you're gonna get a ticket or two tickets to it then you need to visualize being on Beyonce's website so probably you need to get onto the website see the colors uh, what does it look like what is it the ticketing page look like and you need to have a very very clear vision of everything that's written on that page and you need to imagine yourself booking the tickets, putting it on the details and paying the money and then submitting it and then the screen popping up that congratulations you have successfully uh, you know gained two tickets to the concert, the barcode, maybe some numbers that could be the ID or maybe you could go your, you could also have visualize your email which has the tickets you could visualize calling your friends and telling them how excited you are or you could imagine yourself jumping with joy and screaming and being extremely excited you imagine yourself uh, you know picking up the outfits or even imagine yourself being at the concert and you know singing along with all those songs imagine what she'd wear you know how a set would be like what would the order of that set be you need to be as detailed as possible and you need to play it out like it's happening and you're in it right now so I do a visualization every day after my manifestation session. After that, I go and I hug my parents and I um, say hi and I talk to them and ask them what's been happening because they are fairly early risers and I'm not necessarily nocturnal, but I do sleep later than most people I do know. And then I, um, because it's really, really important to build connection with someone else. So if you do live alone, you don't have a dog or you don't have parents, my suggestion is as soon as you're done with your meditation, visualization, manifestation session to then call or message somebody, maybe don't, you don't have to switch on your internet, you could SMS them uh, or you could just call them up and just be like, good morning or, you know, have a lovely day. Um, or you could even switch on your internet and send that one message and just having that person reply back to you knowing that there is somebody out there that you have a connection with that is also extremely good that pumps your serotonin and oxytocin in your body um, which is extremely uh, important to have a to start off your day on a high like a high hormonal positive hormonal level 
so after i talk to my parents for a few minutes i come back to my room i then switch on my internet and i only reply to work related whatsapp linkedin messages and i kind of build a schedule for my day and or what it's going to be like after which four times a week i do weighted workouts now um i don't prefer going to the gym and i don't prefer classes either i have basic weights at home and i have a wonderful trainer who's been with me for a few years um and he comes home to train me now why four times a, a week and this is a little bit funny uh, but because uh, i do back biceps one day i do chest tricep and shoulders one day and i do legs one day which is normal and which is what most people want to cover which is pretty much all essential body parts but i also added glutes specific workout day in my routine because i have um a lower back wear and tear and sciatica uh and a, a disc bulge because of it so i want to focus on keeping my glutes muscles strong and it has genuinely really helped me i think 70% of my uh back health is due to my glutes uh for some people their hips are tight for some people uh it's because their hamstrings are tight but for me it was that my glutes muscles were relatively weak and it has definitely helped me so four times a week i do my workout uh the rest of the day i get into work straight away after uh my manifestation session and after greeting my parents and um after my workout where i listen to very positive upbeat music i have really highly curated my playlists uh and i i'm very uh cognizant about the kind of music i listen to um because i know that you become what you listen to as well uh, i used to listen to a lot of hip hop and rap uh, i would listen to um various different types of uh sexy and pop music but i have really um funneled my music choices down to uh music that's just healthy and positive and upbeat and uh mostly they don't have lyrics they're just uh techno trance dance edm genres uh so that i can be pumped up when i work out after my uh workout and or if not i break my intermittent fast now uh whoever know me know that i intermittent fast at least 6 times a week between 16 to 18 hours usually it's 18 hours uh so i don't eat anything before noon or 1 pm depending on when i finished eating the previous evening um i can also share my um eating routine with you all so that uh i can give you part of my nutritional health and physical investment routine as well uh i start off my day with by sipping hot water with ginger and lemon so i do two glasses of those i sip it over a period of 20 minutes after which i have either my protein uh, shake so my protein powder is a uh, vegan it does not have sugar it does not have anything processed uh it's made out of actually brown rice and peas and millet and that's all so i uh, i have eliminated all kinds of processed stuff out of my um even my protein uh shakes and then i have two fruits of completely different um 
families so one could be a sweet fruit uh, something that could be extremely sweet like um, an apple or a banana uh, or something exotic and then I have a sour fruit uh, so the berries the oranges uh, dragon fruits etc um, um, and after my fruit I have a uh, almond milk masala tea made at home with um, uh, ginger and uh, lemongrass um, and that's it so that's what I have uh, in the morning when I break my fast after which I'm getting straight into work until lunch hour at lunch hour I usually have non gluten carbs so it could be anything really from brown rice couscous quinoa and anything that's made at home so it's usually one uh, dry vegetable or a mix of dry vegetables and one um, something that I really enjoy is gravy vegetables so anything in gravy it could be lentils in gravy as well usually I prefer lentils so then there's a good mix of everything and then I have cucumbers uh, because I live in Mumbai and it's extremely hot and I don't I can't have anything cold because of my throat so I prefer having um, cucumbers with my food with my lunch after my lunch, I get back into work again until 5, 5.30 when I do a 5 to 8K run in the evening. I do that five times a week. Um, or sometimes I, if I skip one or two days, then I do a 10K on a Sunday. Um, I've been quite the runner, so I really enjoy it. But I would recommend people to do whatever form and type of workout that they really enjoy uh, when I come back I do at least 30 yoga poses because uh, running can really tighten your muscles especially people who've got back problems so I do yoga then I go for a shower my shower is also meditative to be honest because I uh, you know acknowledge every single one of my body parts and thank my thank um, the universe and or God whatever you believe in for the uh, for having every single body part uh, fully functional uh, as it is uh, even though I'm as old as I am today um, after my shower I eat a salad and that's it sometimes I eat a salad and maybe some muesli with almond milk if I'm very hungry or a banana or sometimes I have a salad and soup and that's it so I don't usually eat after 7 p.m. Uh, except once in a week um, and then sometimes I do have client calls and work so then I do that from 8 to 10 and if not then I spend a couple of hours watching Netflix sometimes I watch maybe three hours uh, I've really reduced my Netflix intake and my online like viewing intake but after that I read for an hour every day um, and this is something I do want to share with everybody whoever know me know that I have a mini library at home and I'm always reading I absolutely love reading I'm always finding uh, you know books to read and um, I want to recommend uh, some books to read for all of you out there if you have not already and these are the ones that I want to read in 2023 I've already read quite a few amazing books uh, but I will uh, recommend a few if anyone's interested I want to read Our Mathematical Universe by Max Tegmark uh, The Beginning of Infinity by David Deutsch uh, 
I'm currently reading Sapiens uh, by Yuval Harari after which I will read Homo Dua which is also by Yuval Harari and then I'll read his Trio the third book which is 21 lessons for the 21st century I also highly recommend Guns Germs and Steel by Jared Diamond uh, and for people who want to reinvent the wheel I really recommend Think Again by Adam Grant um I don't know how many of you have already read it or not but Free Will by Sam Harris Waking Up by Sam Harris books I've already read and The Myth of Normal by Gabor Mathe so these are the books that I really recommend to people there are also a couple of beautiful books that I've read about love one is Closer to Love by Wex King it's one of the most beautiful and most profound books I've read about intimate relationships and uh, the other book that I have really enjoyed reading is by Jay Shetty, which is The Eight Rules of Love, uh, which I also highly recommend. And I know that it might seem like love books are for women, but I'm actually recommending them more for men. Uh, not because I'm saying you need to know more about love or need to learn more about love, but also because they are both male writers and authors. So their perspective is rather, uh, uh, you know, pointed towards you and for you and your uh, uh, value system and perspective. And yeah, and that's how I end my day uh, uh, by cuddling my dog and going to sleep with him. So I hope that my detailed um, daily routine has been helpful in some way or the other and you might uh, you know take away something from this um, you could also end your day by doing a journal actually that is something I do sometimes uh, I write a letter to my inner thoughts if they are too much uh, and just kind of give them a platform to uh, let me know what are those in detail and why am I thinking those and I also write a letter to my emotions sometimes when I feel like I'm extremely emotionally sensitive sometimes I write a letter to somebody who I'm at odds with or had an uncomfortable conversation with and sometimes I write letters to my future self or to my 20 year old self uh, and I think that outlet of journal at the end of the day really helps me sleep extremely well because I feel like I've laid it all out there and I've given it my all so um, I hope that uh, some of uh, what I have uh, been practicing and imparting to you in this episode has helped you uh, and I hope that you could practice one or two or few or all and even maybe add more things uh, and let us know about it uh, if you are doing something else that I'm not I would love to and I'm always trying to experiment and learn and do something um, more in my daily routine that could help me live a more mindful life. Before I end this episode, I do want to give a few side pointers because what I just discussed with you was my weekly routine which I try to maintain as much as possible every week, even if I'm traveling. However, 
I do believe in the system of reward for the body, mind and soul as well. So I do um, uh, reward my body over the weekends. So there are two types of rewards that I believe in. One is an expected reward and one is an unexpected reward. For me, the expected reward is one or two cheat meals at the end of the week, a couple of glasses of red wine or some drink that I enjoy, one chocolate dessert, which is my favorite, and that's it. And an unexpected reward could be that maybe I skip one run or I shorten the length of one running activity, or it could be to do an easy swimming session. It could also be that I do half of the run or swimming sessions or indulge in a couple of additional pieces of dark chocolate. So I do eat a couple of pieces of dark chocolate every day and maybe I'll have two more on an unexpected reward day. So I don't really know how I'm going to reward myself, but I'm going to allow myself to experience that. I do that usually on a Wednesday because I've done two days of four workouts already and uh, Wednesday I and I give myself a reward or my reward could be taking an entire day off from all kinds of workouts in except for mobility stretches for 10-15 minutes. So um, you need to also reward your body, right? When it's doing so much for you. Um, additionally, I would like to point out that um, we tend to um, have or give in to our inner mind and our inner chatter when it comes to our physical, mental and emotional states. And they are fairly different from listening to your body, mind and brain. So I'm going to give you a few tips on how to do that. For example, let's say you are physically feeling fatigued, your muscles are sore, they are tight when you're stretching them, uh, they are, you're feeling uh, exhausted or your energy level is low. That is your body physically giving you signs that maybe you can have a lighter workout today or skip your workout. And that will be entirely different from when your mind is, your brain is trying to convince you that you can skip this workout because you're lazy or you're busy or you don't feel like it or you don't want to. And that will be more uh, uh, on, the, uh, on the basis of inner chatter or a lot of inner conversation. Uh, such as, uh, so what if you don't do the workout today? You already did three workouts this week. Or, uh, are you sure you're you're feeling up for it? Isn't your energy level feeling low? Uh, isn't your um, aren't your muscles feeling tired? Uh, last week you did six workouts, so this week you can skip a workout. Or, um, oh my God, you need to get around to sending out these emails. Uh, maybe. If you go for a run right now, you will not have time to do that or it'll lead into your personal time. And there'll be a lot of this inner justification, defending, questioning, and kind of leading you down various different thinking routes and paths that might not even be true. So that's a huge difference between uh, your physical body giving you signs that you might uh, be ready to take a rest day or a little bit easier of a workout and your brain actually having this inner chatter about uh, encouraging you to quit or give up this workout or let go of this workout or um, uh, you know not punish yourself because you skip a workout 
right uh because your brain is actually very good at telling you telling you stories and convincing yourself of stories that are not true the same thing goes for um mental states so for example there's a very um clear distinction between hunger and craving when you feel hungry your body just wants food and you get physical symptoms of that such as maybe acidity rising in your stomach feeling queasy um sometimes you feel you know uh, weak you feel nauseous and if you don't eat for a very very long time you could even feel trembling in your body so those are physical signs that you're hungry but when it comes to cravings cravings are quint essentially your brain reminding you of the flavor or the taste or the feeling of what it is to eat it of a specific food so for example when you've eaten your food and it's been 3 hours and you're not really hungry but you have a you are re- reminded suddenly of a certain specific popcorn that you enjoy or a certain specific milkshake flavor combination of the uh, fruits or the flavors that you enjoy drinking or a certain specific taste in your mouth after you have uh, you know uh, a cheese a sandwich right so that is a craving because the actual body doesn't have doesn't understand the difference between different foods as long as you're feeding it and it finds it nutrition nutritionist or semi nutritious at least right but your brain actually remembers tastes and flavors and what it feels like before you eat it when you were looking at it while you eat it and after you eat it so your craving will usually remind you of a certain specific flavor taste or food that you enjoy and we all are aware that any kind of over and or under eating or imbalanced eating unhealthy constant eating is emotional eating and emotional eating has very serious ra- roots in your um psychological and mental state of mind and emotional state of mind so if you are having constant cravings to eat certain specific types of foods a i would suggest to please go to a nutritionist and set yourself with a set yourself up with a healthy diet and do please reach out to a professional psychologist or therapist to talk about your cravings because they have um a lot more uh emotional rooting in your self than you know and i think it's the same thing with emotions as well when you allow yourself to feel emotions just the way that they are in a state of calm acceptance your emotions will appear as raw as they truly are right so for example <clears throat> if you are in a meditative state and you're taking deep breaths you've become relatively calm and you allow yourself to feel the emotional state of mind you are in you might feel the most raw emotions which is shame or guilt or embarrassment or grief but when you are trying to evade or distract or suppress your emotional state there will be a lot of inner chatter about either calling yourself names putting yourself down or blaming someone else or worrying about what this means or what could happen because of this or even telling yourself that you're not good enough 
right? So it's there's always going to be inner chatter like, oh my God, maybe I did this, but what about that person? What did they do? There's always going to be a storytelling, a pattern of justification and uh, a really um, kind of ebb and flow and push and pull of uh, discussion inside you or inner conflict inside you because you are not experiencing your emotions fully. So I feel that a part of the daily routine, while maybe to listen to your body, listen to your, uh, you know, hunger cravings, your physical, mental, emotional states, it's also to be cognizant of what is the difference between your inner conflict and chatter and monkey mind and your actual physical, mental and emotions, emotional states and symptoms that keep you from living a mindful life. Um, you know, so I feel if we keep this in mind, along with a, a, a healthy daily routine, which I hope you can take from uh, from this podcast, um, you could find yourself living a lot more optimally um, in a more fulfilling, wholesome way that you have never experienced before. So that brings us to the end, not just of the episode, but of the entire season one of the Mindfulness with Yogini podcast. Can I please just take a moment to thank people globally who have been listening to my podcast and episodes uh, religiously for all these 15 weeks and writing to me uh, and sharing such beautiful feedback and also constructive feedback that I've really tried to implement uh, all throughout the season. Um, My whole idea of starting this podcast was so that I could share what I had learned about mindfulness in my years of practice uh, so that people around me and anybody who listens to the podcast hopefully can live a little bit more of a joyful and peaceful and content life and feel like they are living more um, wholesomely and feeling more fulfilled every single day. On a final note, I would like to leave you with a beautiful experiment that I think I've talked about in one of my episodes, uh, which really has helped me convert living mindfully throughout the day. And that was um, eating mindfully. Uh, When I put aside my phone and switched off, you know, uh, all distraction, including television, and just sat in front of my food and looked at all the different colors and smelled all the different aromas and um, then put in my mouth very slowly, spoon by spoon, every single um, iota of food that I was eating, listening to the sounds, experiencing the taste and feeling all the physical sensations with, you know, the food that it was cooked, which is, I feel, you know, my mother's love. I genuinely realize that this is how we are supposed to live our life. Every single moment is meant to be lived mindfully and living entirely in the present and enjoying exactly what you're experiencing in that moment. 
and if you do nothing else i hope just once in your life one meal you try doing this because i'm pretty sure you're going to become at least a little if not extremely curious about how you can bring that to the rest of your life and right from episode 1 to 15 every single episode i have tried to bring you one more mindful yet effective practice that um i genuinely have poured a lot of my uh, research self experiment and also uh, my passion and heart and genuinity into i hope that has been visible through these weeks of the podcast Um I wish I could say that I would see you next Friday but actually I'm hoping to see you in the near future with season 2 uh which will still be called the mindfulness with yogini podcast but perhaps we're going to add a different angle flavor or perspective to it uh we're working very hard on it and i really hope to release it as soon as i can so please be patient with me and until then please subscribe to this podcast share rate us and let anybody know if uh this podcast has been any kind of valuable to you so that they too can give it a listen this is your yogini signing off from season 1 of the mindfulness of yogini podcast i really hope to hear wonderful feedback constructive feedback from you uh, on our instagram page uh, which is at mindfulness with yogini or you could send it to me on my personal instagram which you will find linked on my uh, uh, mindfulness with yogini instagram page as well and i will connect with you more mindfully very soon in season 2